Nubud my Libre, so I I I put too much rum in my drink. Oh, okay, I get it. That was a lot of words I didn't understand in a row. You don't know what a Cuba Libre is? I don't. It's a uh, rum and coke with lime. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was like a special thing. I thought it was just a rum and coke. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you'd think, but rum and coke was my first alcoholic drink. <laughs> Welcome to an afternoonified camp afternoonified campfire. It is. It it's it's our last night of camp. We're all sitting around the bonfire, uh, and we're gonna listen to some spooky stories that I've sourced from the spookiest of websites, Reddit.com. Is this gonna be another one of those kids say the darndest things? Uh nope. Uh, Thank God. This week's theme is scary things that have happened in the woods. Oh, convenient. Um, Cybert, can you hear my uh my fan going? Not really. Okay. If 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 like there is a noise that it's making, I don't perceive it as a noise. If if you the listener are listening to this episode and you're wearing like those big John Cusack cans from a uh, high fidelity and you pick up the sound, just know that it's almost 90 degrees outside, and I'm not turning my fan off for you. I feel like that's reasonable. Um, so, scary things that have happened in the woods. Yes. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, so, these stories come from three different Reddit threads. The first one is called Deep Woods Hikers and Campers. What is the strangest or scariest situation you have come across? The second is What's the scariest or strangest thing you've seen in a national park or a national forest? And the third, Overnight Hikers, Hunters, and Outdoors People of Reddit. What creepy things have you experienced in the forest? So, you're all in for a treat. Well, I mean, the first one doesn't apply. I'm never going to be in the deep woods. Like, that is something I actively avoid. Well, this one, the first one, maybe. We'll see. Uh, the first story is from user Kong Stuffin. <laughs> I love the usernames in this episode. Uh, his story is, I was camping alone on a beach a few years ago. At Just after 3 a.m., I woke up to a strange sound, like something was gently brushing up against the tent. The waves were pretty loud, so I wasn't sure. As I started to fall back asleep, I heard it again. This time, I sat up. Suddenly, the sides of my tent were getting pushed in. I could see the shapes of hands pushing it in on all sides. No sounds came up from outside other than the ocean. I was too terrified to even say a word. I've never been that scared in my life. After a few seconds that felt like an hour, it suddenly stopped. I waited for a few minutes, then unzipped the tent and poked my head out and flicked on a flashlight. There were shoe prints all around the tent. I figure it was probably just some kids messing with me, but damn, did they ever mess with me. Yeah, uh, mm. I mean, I don't <laughs> like that. Strong. <laughs> However, if, if they were trying to, like, fuck with someone, sand is a pretty good way to not have your footsteps heard. Mm-hmm. But also, why would someone do that? So that's equally terrifying. The part that gets me is not only, like, the hands pressing in, but the fact that they're, like, not making noise. Like, you would expect if it's, like, a bunch of kids being rowdy on the beach, like, they would be, like, yelling shit or, like, doing something stupid. Yeah. But just complete silence. Ugh, I that's, hate that. That's always the worst. Silence is the worst. Silence is indeed the worst. That's why uh, we all listen to podcasts, to fill the silence. Even if those podcasts are about murder and ghosts. <laughs> it's better than the thoughts inside my head, Emily. It really, really is. <laughs> Our next story is from Mastering the Flames. Back in mid or late October, I was camping on the San Juan Islands off the Washington coast in the little inlet that separates the Olympic Peninsula from the rest of Washington. My last night before returning to the mainland, I stayed in the campground in a state park on one of the islands. 
That campground happened to be just two miles or so away from the highest point in the rather hilly archipelago. Hiking to the top of Mount Constitution was Isn't the main Isn't it archipelago? Reason. You're probably right. <laughs> it's pronounced the dumb I way. I was so confident with the way I pronounced that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have let you have it. <laughs> you should have. No one would have noticed because no one else knows how to pronounce archipel- archipelago. 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 See, I... You, like, corrected me, and the correct pronunciation just disappeared from my brain. Maybe it's, like, Caribbean Caribbean. (laughs) Uh, Hiking to the top of Mount Constitution was the main reason I went back to that island before finishing my time on the islands, but I was initially just planning to do it whenever I happened to wake up the next morning. But that evening, as I lay in my tent, I realized it would be really cool to watch the sunrise from the top. So I set an alarm for 4 a.m. I figured that would give me plenty of time to be on the trail by 4.45. Figure it's roughly two hours to the top. That would get me to the summit right around the first light at 6.45. I forgot the batteries in my headlamp were nearing the end of my life. The headlamp was pretty much useless in actually seeing where I was going, although it did cast just enough light to reflect out the eyes of all the animals watching me in the woods. Presumably just a deer, but still freaked me out. The entire two hours, I was constantly noticing them. It was never just a single pair of eyes either, but always two or three animals together. They never made a noise, never even moved, just stood there watching me. No. <laughs> this is why Sarah doesn't go into the woods. I- well, there are a lot of reasons I don't go into the woods for like an extended period of time, but that that would be one of the reasons. <laughs> just one of the many reasons. The other one being like bugs and... Bugs and like no air conditioning and no bathrooms and sweaty and... I mean... Bugs. Two of those things aren't really, like, there are bathrooms, and it's not always sweaty. But it's usually sweaty. Sometimes, I guess. I mean, I live in Minnesota. I don't go outside in the winter, so that leaves the summer. Um, no. That's kind of the only two seasons we have now. (laughs) There are definitely two other seasons that are actually, like, peak being outside time. Yeah, but they don't last very long. They last, like, a week, thanks to global warming. That's true. It really does go like right from winter to summer now. It sucks. Anyway, (laughs) our next story is from Do It Anyway, 54321. I like that there's a countdown in that username. It's like getting you ready for it. (laughs) I was walking a section of the Appalachian Trail with a few with a couple of buddies when we happened across a bundle of sticks. No. Sticks are made. (laughs) The sticks were made into a figure kind of similar to the ones from the Blair Witch Project. It was obviously placed there by someone as it was dead center in the middle of the trail leaning against a rock. I thought it was cool, so I grabbed it and put it in my backpack. Why the fuck? (laughs) Anyway, after we finished the hike and set up for the night in our camping spot, we were all pretty wiped out from the long day, so after dinner, we retired to our respective tents and conked out for the night. The next morning, I was the first one awake, so I got up to make the coffee. And what did I find? An identical bundle of sticks to the one we'd found sitting atop the pile of charred wood from the previous night's fire. (sighs) First thing I did was check my pack, and sure enough, the one I'd picked up was still there. Each of my friends swore they didn't put it there, and I obviously said the same. It was weird, because we were all adamant about not putting it there, but I could never be sure one of them wasn't fucking with the other two of us. That's, I mean, that's usually... (laughs) The thing that messes with me is the bundle I found in the morning was almost an exact replica of the one we found on the trail earlier. And I find it hard to believe one of the other guys could have made such a close replica without being able to model it after the one in my pack. It's not like either would have placed the one on the trail beforehand for us to stumble upon as it was far out in the middle of nowhere. I want to believe one of them pulled a prank on the other two because the alternative scares the shit out of me. 
What if the person who left the first one just left a second one? That's kind of what I, that would be my explanation is like, especially if you're like doing the full hike of the Appalachian Trail, like maybe you're just fucking bored at some point. (laughs) So you're like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make two little things and I'm going to put one in the trail and wait for someone to like pick it up. And then I'm going to like follow them stealthily, wait until they go to sleep and then plant another one. Oh, that's that's not where I went. I just went, they... They left it like where their campsite was, but they didn't notice it until the next morning. Oh, that's also possible. <laughs> that's much more logical than mine, which is in a very elaborate prank from a board hiker. We are uh, great camp counselors. We tell the scary stories and then immediately it's like, all right, kids, this is how- <laughs> this is why it's not demons. Please don't wake me up in the middle of the night. I get so little sleep. Uh, this one was probably a demon. Uh, so... <laughs> Story from Madrox Prime. Sure. I was at a rest stop somewhere in Nebraska or South Dakota along I-29, and I couldn't sleep, so I was kind of roaming around, checking out the rest area ground. Behind the facilities was some woods. A black lab kind of dog came out and sat down and watched me. I kept my distance, and it would reposition when I, pe- when I paced to keep me in front of it. I finished my cigarette, pulled out my phone, and the dog stands straight the fuck up on its hind legs like a person ah. and walks backwards into the woods. Ah! I'm sure I was just wrong, and it wasn't a dog, but I went right back to the car and didn't sleep until we were on the road again. It was probably a bear. Um, Maybe. <laughs> no, or uh, a deep. South Dakota, Nebraska, probably not. I guess it depends on where in South Dakota you are, but... Are we going to have to do this again? <laughs> are there bears? I don't think there are bears in South Dakota, but the Black Hills could be, like, bear country. Are there bears in South Dakota? Yes, black bears! Oh, Yeah. He says the chance of running into a black bear in Western South Dakota is rare. Well, that's why it was so weird. Yeah, that makes sense. That's still, that dude got very close to a bear. That's uh, still creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> All right, from user Toothpaste Nachos, the best username of this, this set. Uh, this happened on private property, but it's a creepy story that took place in the woods, so it kind of qualifies. Uh, plus, this morning was opening day for deer season, and we were deer hunting when it happened. My cousin owns land in western Wisconsin where there's lots of hills and lots of deer. It's tradition for all of us to hunt on his property. My dad, cousin, and all our friends pitched in to build a hunting shack on the property and put up tree stands. We hunt on a schedule so none of us hunt in the same area at the same time, both for our safety and in the hopes of getting a deer. I like how men can organize when it comes to that kind of shit, but you ask them to pick a (laughs) restaurant to go to on vacation and all of a sudden they don't know how to look at anything. Right? Or like coordinate one evening meal. Oh my god. Uh, my dad and I took an ATV and headed up the hillside. The sun wasn't quite wasn't quite up yet and we wanted to set out for sunrise. We marked which hill we were going up on the schedule inside the hunting shack. No one else was there yet, but we marked it anyway in case my cousin and his daughter showed up. We waited until about 9 a.m. and didn't see a thing, not even as much of a squ- as a squirrel. We decided to go get some coffee to warm up and then head back out. I followed my dad down the path to the ATV, and we'd stop in every so often and listen for deer. The only noises I heard were my footsteps and my dad's. But halfway to the ATV, I heard something else. It only happened when my dad and I walked. When my dad and I walked during deer hunting, I mimic his footsteps so we make less noise. I stepped the same time as him. However, something behind me was making noise. It was like something was mimicking my footsteps. I spun around and peered into the trees. The sun still wasn't over the top of the hill yet, so we were in quite a bit of shade. I didn't see anything, so I continued to follow my dad down the hill. But I heard it again. This time, I turned around when we were still walking, and I saw something duck behind a tree. 
A pale face poked out from about 30 yards up the hill and hid behind the tree again. It poked out again and this time stayed staring down at us. Uh, I, mm, <laughs> I stopped and hit my dad's shoulder. He turned and saw it too. Get to the four-wheeler, he whispered, and I didn't hesitate. I stared it down as my dad started up the ATV, and as we departed, the face's dark little shoulder came out from behind the tree, followed by the rest of its gnarled, malformed body. My dad hit the throttle and we got back to the hunting shack as soon as we could. No one else was there, so we got in the truck and left. I haven't been in those woods since. My dad was and got a deer this morning and acts like this never happened. <laughs> I still think about it far too often. It was a hide behind. Yeah, probably. Although I think they're black. I don't remember enough from the episode with the hide behinds to speak intelligently on the matter. Um, it's like a, it looks like a, a big black dog or cousin it. Um, oh, big and hairy, and then big it, and hairy. It hide behind hides behind trees. It doesn't sound like this one had hair, but. Maybe it was a naked hide behind. A naked hide behind. Y- you've cracked the case, Emily. You know, I'm, it's what I'm here for. Solving <laughs> mysteries. Uh, well, this one will be fun because it's close to home for you. This is oh, from a user, Miss MC. I was hiking a section of the North Umpqua Trail, which is in the northern part of southern Oregon, as the storyteller tells us. A few I don't years know why back you'd when- ever go there, but okay. <laughs> this is a few years back with my sister-in-law. It is a 72-mile trail broken into sections that can easily be hiked in a day. At the time, I lived midway up the trail, fairly remote in a small community. It was midfall this one day when we set out. The trail was running along the south side of the North Umpqua River. Am I saying that right? Umpqua? Um, Umpqua, yeah. Okay. It was pretty up and down in the beginning. We made it to a fairly flat section that was running just above the river. There was this beautiful view of the river through the trees, so we stopped to get some pictures and take a water break. I immediately felt extremely uncomfortable, like someone was watching us. I slowly turned my head to look behind us, across the trail, and up a very small incline. Through the trees, I could see a small meadow. Across the meadow, maybe 15 yards from us, was a tent. An old canvas-style tent. As I'm looking, I notice bones strung from the trees all around the meadow, like creepy death wind chimes. <laughs> my stomach just clenched and dropped. I leaned into my sister-in-law and whispered, Do not, not turn around and look behind us. Just continue walking up the trail and run while I tell you. We were close enough to the river that nobody who wasn't right next to us could have heard this. She did exactly as I told her to, setting up, setting off at the brisk walk we'd been at before. We got maybe 10 yards and I could hear footsteps through the forest floor coming from behind and slightly above us. That part of the forest is very dense. There's a thick moss cover under the trees, so footsteps on it make a very specific sound. I leaned forward and told her to pick up her speed. She did, I did, and so did whoever was behind us. I leaned, uh... I leaned forward again and told her to run as fast as she could and not stop until I told her to. For two middle-aged women, we ran like the damn wind. I just kept telling her, go, go, go. I could see ahead of us that the trail made a slight incline and veered to the right along the river and around a cliff. I knew at that point that whoever it was was going to come down onto the trail or stop. We kept running. We probably ran at least a mile after that, even though we could no longer hear anyone behind or above us. That section of the trail was about nine miles, and we were not halfway when this happened. We eventually slowed down, but her just hurried as fast as we could to the rest of the way. We had arranged for her younger brother to pick us up. We made it to the next trailhead fairly early, so we made our way out to 138 and started walking east towards home, knowing he'd find us. He did, and was shocked at our story. We got home and immediately called our local sheriff, who lived just above us at the ranger station. He came to the house and heard our story. He explained it might be a day or two before they could get on the trail as they had a missing hunter at the time that they were searching for. (laughs) Suspicious. (laughs) 
<laughs> so a few days go by and he shows up at our house to let me know that we were not crazy or imagining things and someone really did chase us. I asked what they found and who it was. He looked down at the ground and then looked up and said, I'm not going to tell you what we found or who it was, because if I do, you will never hike anywhere again. What we found was not normal and will not happen up here again. Uh, mm. He then instructed me to never, ever hike unarmed again. I never found out what they found or who it was. I never hiked that section of the trail again, and it completely burned last year. I also never hiked unarmed ever again. This is huge for me as I was not a, quote, gun person. Never hike unarmed is the dumbest fucking advice I have ever heard. They all live in Southern Oregon. What do you expect? (laughs) A little common sense. Do you know how many people would be accidentally shot because a jumpy person was on the trail? I mean, that's generally the problem with guns, like, in the wilderness, but also anywhere. It's like, you are more likely to be killed by a gun if you own a gun. Christ alive. I mean, we're we're assuming someone was living in the woods. Like, that's, yeah. That's what I would imagine. Yeah. All right. I have one final story for you. It's just a little shorty. And it's from The Dude, 502. I'm, I'm glad Jeff Bridges is on Reddit. <laughs> so not necessarily a deep woods camper, but when I and my wife first met, we did a lot of off-the-trail camping to get away from people. Relatable. That's why you we go would- camping. <laughs> We would always go to the same spot. Nothing strange ever happened until one time we woke up to the most beautiful native flute music. It was so peaceful that I wasn't as afraid as I feel I should have been. We eventually got up and started moving around and the music stopped. We never heard it again and always joked that it was Bigfoot serenading his mate. (laughs) Or Native American ghosts. And that camper is is lights out. Oh, great. We're just going to leave him (laughs) like that? Yeah, now now everyone's going to go to bed and think about all the scary stories. And tell your parents about it tomorrow when they pick you up. Yep. And come back to Camp Afternoon to find next year. <laughs> Assuming your parents let you. We still haven't lost a camper. Yet. <laughs> well, I mean, there's still, there's still time. Did you, did you take care of those um, large footprints by the girls' bathrooms? Oh, shoot. Nothing. That, was I supposed to handle that? Uh. I'm sure it's nothing. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This is As Above, So Below.